listening to True G Radio. Turn up that dial. Welcome to Faith Radio with your host, Dr. Daniel Merrick. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. But that's the translation, but that's wrong. The Lord is not the translation. It is uh, Yahweh or Yahweh. So that's his name. He who causes to be. In other words, that's, that's God's name. So get your Bible and get ready to study the word of Almighty Yahweh with Dr. Dan. That's his name. It isn't Lord. Who has believed their message? And now, Dr. Dan. Welcome to Faith Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Merrick. We're glad and happy, as always, when you tune us in here at the Faith Radio Broadcast at WYHWFM.com or you can go to anchor.fm backslash Faith Radio and you can see our broadcast there. Of course, you can link up with us at yahbible.org. Isaiah 5.20 says, Woe unto him that calls good evil and evil good. Woe unto them that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. When we consider these things that the scripture has told us, the Isaiah prophecies are still coming true today. We see it in the news and on the streets and in the bar rooms and in the churches and in the congregations and in the halls of politics and all over the world, that men today are calling what is evil good and what is good evil. We did an estimation based on statistics that are online, for example, in the number of abortions that have been committed since Roe versus Wade and the exportation of the abortion industry has gone out from the United States of America. Nearly half a billion, if not more than half a billion people, have been murdered by the means of abortion. Just this last week, the President of the United States signed back in a executive order bill allowing for U.S. taxpayer dollars to be exported to kill babies overseas a clear violation of the law called the Hyde Amendment that said no tax dollars should be used for anyone's abortion. But yet lawlessness is reigning in Washington, D.C. But not just in Washington, D.C. It's reigning in Brussels in the head of the European Union. It's reigning in England with my cousin the Queen. (laughs) It's reigning in the Parliament in England. It's reigning in the Parliament and the Prime Minister of Canada. It's reigning with the rulers all over the world in all the different countries. And we see these uprisings and rebellions and acts of violence, and then they're used as an excuse to try to make hit lists of people who believe in the Bible, who believe in conservative principles, who believe in morals, and who stand against such things as abortion. 
Yes, the blacklists that were heralded by McCarthyism and the blacklists and train car lists that were heralded by Nazi Germany and Hitler and the extermination lists of such people as Mangala and the Japanese back in World War II or Stalin during 1939 when he committed the Halamora in Ukraine and murdered about two to three million people, roughly estimated, by starving them to death. During the Cultural Revolution in China in the 1970s, they starved to death nearly half a billion people because they didn't have enough food to feed them. That's what communism breeds. Yet you have preachers standing in pulpits nowadays saying, oh, the communist ideals of sharing and being kind to one another and such is the perfect behavior of a Christ-like, quote-unquote, model of how we should view government and how we should view even the government of the congregations of churches and such. The truth is, the scripture says that you'll be rewarded for a job well done, that a workman is worthy of his hire, and that you should not vex the person who does labor, but you should give them their just reward. But yet, in today's world, we have a whole upside-down theology going on where they're calling the violent radicalism of leftist communism and the violent radicalism of Satanism the norm. They're calling that good, and they're calling our goodness and righteousness by keeping the law of Yah from Exodus 20. They're calling that evil. It's a disgusting thing that's happening in the world today. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. But in the sight of the Almighty, they're not wise. In the sight of the Almighty, they're not prudent. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine, who mingle their drinks with strong drinks like liquor, who justify their wickedness for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteousness for themselves and for him. Therefore, says Yah, Isaiah 5.24, as the fire devours the hay, the stubble, the flame consumes the chaff from the wheat, the root shall be as rotten and their blossom shall go as dust because they have cast away the law of Almighty Yahuwah of hosts and despised the word of the Sacred One of Israel. That is exactly what's happening today. We're seeing the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 5 come true, where people who are mighty and powerful in governments, in clergy, in the halls of of lawmakers and in the judges' chambers, in the highest places, they are spiritually wicked. Paul wrote of it. He said there be spiritually spiritual wickedness in high places in the last days. 
And then he went on to write, he said, don't be amazed if even the ministers of so-called righteousness are actually the ministers of Satan, because even Satan appears to be an angel of light. So marvel not if his ministers appear to be ministers of righteousness. That's exactly what we see happening in the world today. And if we go back in time and we look, we can see that there was a host of evil that had control over mankind in Europe and a host of evil that gained command over mankind in the Middle East and in North Africa. And from these two seats of wickedness in religious iconology and idol worship, they formed different religions. They formed the Roman Catholic and they formed the Russian Orthodox and the two legs that we saw in Daniel's prophecy where he saw the two legs coming down to ten toes of iron mixed with mingled clay being the ten final kingdoms that are overruled by the iron two legs of the Roman Catholic and the Russian Orthodox. But then we have the Assyrian Isaiah prophecies rising, which is a Muslim and the Islam religion, which rised with its evil, and as prophesied by Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that the sons of Ishmael would also become great nations and powerful nations. But we saw Israel get reborn in 1948, and then in the 1960s and 70s, a revival started where Protestants who were anti-Catholic broke off from the doctrines of the daughters of the Babylonian mystery harlot of Revelation 17, Roman Catholicism, and they started a, a movement which we can call, uh, it's been called in Wikipedia the Jesus movement, but it was really an evangelical movement of non-denominationalism where people started to leave the Protestant churches in droves because they started to preach this leftist communist ideals uh, where they mingled the politics of religion and the religion of politics together into the halls of the Protestant denominations that had broken off from Catholicism in America. And uh, I don't know if it happened in the rest of the world, too. I imagine it did in some places. But they broke off from it because they saw the leading of the raw HaKodesh and the Holy Spirit saying, come out of Babylon, my people. And they moved further out of Babylon. They moved to the suburbs of Babylon, into the evangelical movement. And then from that, as a result, from the 19... 1800s to the 1900s coming into the modern era that we're in today in 2021. And they started to form non-denominational denominations. And they came out of the idolatry. And then there were movements like the Hebrew Roots Movement, the Sacred Name Movement, the Messianic Jewish Movement, and such that seemed to be coming out and showing that Philadelphia, the candle in the seven candlesticks in Revelations, the first few chapters, was showing that it truly was the candlestick of brotherly love to bring forth a ministry of evangelism that started in the 1960s and continues still to today. Uh, maybe not as much in some areas today, 
is the people aren't always reaching out to see the lost get saved and to concentrate on their first love, which is to see people get saved, to see people know Yahshua is Messiah. But the anointing of the Roach came and people had signs and wonders and there were gifts of healing and there were speaking in tongues and prophecies and interpretations of prophecies. And this seemed to move forward into the modern era. But then something slipped in because the candlestick of Laodicea started to burn. And that Laodicean was lukewarm. It was neither hot nor cold. And so some people drew back. And they drew back into their own lives and their own me-generation kind of self-centeredness. And they weren't looking outward to see how do we go reach out and teach people morality, teach people Exodus 20, teach people Jeremiah 31, the new covenant, teach people the Mashiach from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John so that they can be saved and call in the name of Yahshua, Yahusha for salvation. And they stopped looking at the importance of what the scripture said. They, they didn't see the root center post that was there, the, the stake that marked the boundary, the rock that was the cornerstone, which was in, in John 4. It said, there's one name by which all men must be saved, not could be saved or should be saved. or You have a variation of the name. It's okay. Uh one name, and that was the name Yah. We 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 determined that in 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 the book, what is his name, and and many others determined it by considering Proverbs thirty and verse four. What is his name? What is his son name? If you can tell, and considering Zechariah chapter six, verse twelve, around verse twelve, and the few verses where it talks about Yahshua, the son of Yehozadak whose name is the name of the branch, which is the branch of the line of David, which is the Messiah. And they started to come out in the uh, 1980s, 1990s, especially here in America, and sacred name groups, uh, Seventh-day Sabbath-keeping, Pentecostal-type, Rock HaKodesh-filled sacred name groups started to develop in little home congregations all over the United States, and it spread. It spread to Australia and the Philippines, and it spread over to Europe, and it spread to different places in uh, Northern Europe and Denmark and Sweden and different places where these people started to learn about the name of Yah as Yahweh or Yahuwah, and they started to learn about Yahshua, Yahushua, Yahusha, Yasha, and they started to learn about the variations of the name of Yah and how important that name is because it says there's one name by which we must be saved. And if we consider by the scriptures from the whole scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, we consider if whatever was today, yesterday, or before, whatever was in the past, if Yah established it, then it was established then, it is established now, and it is established for the future. And the scripture said, Yah is the same today, yesterday, and forever. So, if he established Joel chapter 2, that you're saved by the name of Yah, in Joel chapter 2, it says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of Yahuwah shall be saved. Okay, so when the Messiah comes and is born, he is told, his mother is told, and his father is told in, by the angel, by the Malachim, the messenger, he goes to him and says, you shall call him Yah, 
Shua, for he shall save Yah's people. And Yasha is a shorter version of that, and it appears more times in the Old Testament scriptures than the name Yahshua. But Yahshua is very clearly in Zechariah chapter 6 and around verse 12, where it says that that's the name of the Messiah. So Yahusha, Yasha, Yahusha, Yah has his name in the name of the Son. So we get back to Proverbs 30 and 4 and we take a look at it and we see that salvation comes by calling on the name of Yah. And we look at Joel chapter 2 and we see salvation comes by calling on the name of Yah. So what happens when you call on the name of Yah? Well, first you have to believe on him or you're calling on him in vanity if you don't have the faith that Yah has raised the Messiah from the dead and that Yah is. And if you don't believe that Yah is, then you need to get an understanding that Yah is. And I would suggest you go to YahBible.org and you get my book on reasons to believe. Now, the answer to the problem of men calling good evil and evil good in this generation is not necessarily just the calling out and saying, we need to repent, you need to repent, and preaching the good news of salvation in his name. That's the primary goal and mission that we should have. But it's the fact that prophecy is set in motion, that evil is going to gain control over the world and according to scriptures in revelation it says they shall he shall the antimashiach shall overcome the saints for a short season it doesn't say forever it says this during this period that evil will overcome good that antimashiach shall overcome the people of messiah and that they shall be killed for the faith for his namesake, not for anything else. It says for his namesake. You'll be persecuted for my namesake. That's what Yahshua told them. Way back then, 2,000 years ago, roughly, he said, you're going to be persecuted for my namesake. So the name has been the center of the faith of Yah. And then afterwards, you don't get saved to keep on doing the things you did before you were saved. You don't keep on sinning and call sin righteousness by salvation. No, the sanctification, the purification process of the rock comes into your life and you start to change your behaviors. You don't do the things you do did before. You don't live the way that you lived before. You turn around and when you make a mistake, you pick yourself up, you dust your knees off and you dust yourself off and you say, okay, I fell. Now I'm getting back up again and I'm still going forward. I'm not putting my hand to the plowing just because I trip and fall in the dirt. Stop plowing because somebody's got to plant the seeds. You don't get a harvest if you don't plant the seeds. So you fell down pushing the plow. You don't stop pushing the plow. You get up, dust yourself off, and you keep pushing the plow. So when we see these men calling evil good and good evil... 
We need to call out the truth and be there as a witness to stand against all the world's wickedness in high places. It might be wickedness in high places in the local congregation or the local city where you're at. It might be wickedness in high places in the capitals of your countries all over the world. But we are to stand. We are to witness. We are to tell exactly what the truth is from the Scripture and not waver from it. There are many that will say, why do you guys always stress uh, the name Yahusha and the name Yahshua and the name of Yahuwah and the name of Yah? Why are you always pushing that? Why are you always, you know, he knows the my heart. And if I call him by some other name, he knows who I mean. Well, I beg to differ with you because the answer to the question is, is if you call me Paul and you're yelling, hey, Paul, 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 I'm not going to answer because my name is Dan. I didn't hear you. I thought you were talking to Paul, not to me. I think the Heavenly Father's got a lot of brains in his head and he sits up there and the beseeching and prayers of millions and millions of people come before his throne every day. And he hears and he listens. And when he gets to the end of it and he hears the end of the prayer and they go something stupid like the idiot in Washington, D.C. did and saying, ah, men and ah, women, he knows that they're talking to Amon Ra, the false deity of Egypt. He's not talking to me. He would have said Yamein if he meant me, because Yamein is the corrected Hebrew word removing the false name that has crept in through translations that they want to try to call as gender significant prayer of genderism rather than realize that the, the meaning of Omein means the work of the Almighty, and Yamein means Yah's work, Yah's doing, Yah's will, Yah's purpose. I am on Yah's side in agreement. It was like saying, so be it, according to the will of the Almighty Yah. But then mankind came in with their crazy, delusional, demented ideas where they can't even pick up a dictionary and look at definitions of words. And they can't even get to the understanding to, of the truth for their errors because their errors are so confusing and confounding with delusional, idiotic thought, with drug-affected thinking and, and nonsensical Prozac-induced garbage in their head that they can't even think, oh, well, maybe if I pick up the Bible and a Bible dictionary of Hebrew and Greek words, and, and maybe if I, I study a little bit, I'll start to understand what the truth is. Blind guides the blind, as Scripture says, and they both fall into the ditch. Because if you got a blind guy leading a blind guy and he doesn't know where he's going, where are they both going to end up? I mean, this is common sense, folks. This is common sense. Did you not think that your false doctrine of pre-tribulation rapture 
was not going to be called out by the Almighty and that you weren't going to enter the Great Tribulation period? Was Egypt the home of Goshen and the children of Israel during the plagues in Egypt? Yes, it was. They remained in Egypt in the plagues and they saw the plagues until the fifth plague. When the fifth plague was given, then it was no more for the children of Israel to suffer in the same plagues. That ended. And if we look in Revelation, the coalition, correlation to it, the fifth seal, the breaks, and there's blood under the altar. And why? Because they slaughter the believers in Yah, the true believers in Yahshua Messiah, the true walkers of truth. They slaughter them and their blood is poured onto the altar. But yet a remnant is saved because the scripture says in the Old Testament prophecies and the New Testament, there will be a remnant as a witness against the Antimashiach and against the evil of the world when men call good evil and evil good. And we're seeing that happen. We're seeing it happen unfolding today right on the front page headlines of your news in America. And I don't know how they're exporting this abortion, this murder of unborn children, but I'm sure that the evil they're calling good is happening in those countries where they're exporting it to. Listen, the gift of life and the gift of breath of life is the most precious, most sacred thing that the Almighty gives to each one of us. When we make our first breath and we cry and we go, wow, there's air in my lungs now. It used to be water there. <laughs> when I was inside mommy, there was water there. But now I'm inside uh, the air and it's inside my lungs. And that breath of life comes into us. That spark, that spirit of the Almighty. And, and he says very clearly in the scripture that he's not willing that any of us should perish, but all should come to repentance. So why would we want to play part and be party to the execution of a half a billion plus unborn children? I don't think that there's a lot of people that really are at the point where they're, they're going to say, oh, well, this is just okay with me. Because offense after offense has happened. And when offenses are greater than the resistance of toleration of human nature, even for an unrighteous person, they reach the breaking point. The old saying that, straw that breaks the camel's back. Well, maybe we're upon that range of era when the straw is breaking the camel's back. We've seen enough, we've had enough, and we're not going to put up with it anymore. So we're going to go forth and we're going to preach the good news. Maybe Yah will put fire in your bones and say, you go to the mission field. You go tell people the name of Yah. You share faith radio broadcasts with a friend. You get busy. You hand out some tracks. You don't have tracks to hand out? Go to yahbible.org. There's some places there. You can give links to what is his name that's there for free, PDF. Or you can go and buy 
some of the books at yahbible.org and hand them out to your friends. Witness to them. You can share your faith from the Bible. Invite a friend to come to Shabbat service with you on a Friday night and learn about the real Messiah and what the Messiah really wanted us to do, which is to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy and not remember the Sunday because the Sunday is the first day of the week. You're supposed to start work on the Sunday, as the Romans call it, the first day of the week. Who changed this day to the first day of the week? Well, it was the Pope and Constantine back in 325 A.D. Constantine set up the Roman Catholic Church and then they said, let us get rid of all things detestably Jewish and then they changed the Shabbat to Sunday. And so, we can see over and over again how these evil people have done such evil things as to call good evil and evil good. It is a shame that we see upon us in this nation that was once free the tyranny of the body politic to call evil good and good evil. It is a shame to see that when the prophecies unfold that so many would draw back and not call it out. Well, I remember a guy that did call it out. His name was John the Baptist. And he started calling out Herod's sin and he started talking about it. And Herod had him arrested and put in prison. And then he was beheaded for the faith. But Herod did what his evil heart drew him to do. And John the Baptist did exactly what the Spirit of Yah commanded for him to do, which is to preach the good news and truth and even preach it to evil rulers to give them a chance to repent. Because everybody should have a chance to repent of their sins and call on the name of Yahshua Messiah and believe on his name. We'll be back after these messages and I have more about calling good evil and evil good. You can reach Dr. Dan, Dr. Dr. Dan. and become his friend on MySpace at myspace.com slash Daniel Merrick. MySpace.com slash Daniel Merrick. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-M-E-R-R-I-C-K. Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. Facebook.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. D-A-N-I-E-L-W-M-E-R-R-I-C-K. And don't forget to join his free social network at Yaz Space, Y A H S Space dot org. Yaz Space dot org. Yaz Space dot org. Hey, you can tweet me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. When I was in the Army, we learned about what EMP is electromagnetic pulses. 
They can come from solar flares, lightning strikes, and even nuclear war. When a nuclear bomb goes off over a country, an electromagnetic pulse is sent out, and all electronic equipment is shut down. A few years ago, my house was struck and the power lines outside with electricity. It sent an electromagnetic pulse EMP into my home, and over $20,000 of my electronic equipment was destroyed. I wish back then I knew about EMP Shield. EMP Shield is a simple little device you can install in your car, in your breaker boxes, in your solar generating equipment that will protect you from an electromagnetic pulse that comes from lightning strikes, solar flares, or nuclear explosions. EMP Shield is what I have in my house now to prevent me from having a loss like I did over $20,000 of electronic equipment. Simply go to yabible.org and click on the link that says EMP Shield at the bottom of the page. When you do, a, a, pro, a part of the proceeds of your purchases of EMP Shield for your car, home, and electronic equipment will go to Faith Radio Charity for use in our ministry. Thank you, EMP Shield, for being our sponsors, and thank you, our listeners, for getting EMP Shield protection in your home and car. Now the serpent was more subtle than any of the other beasts in the field which Yahuwah God had made. And he said to the woman, Hasn't God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, You may eat of any fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden, Yah has said, Ye shall not eat it, neither shall ye touch it. Unless you do, you'll die. Because if you do, you'll die. Genesis 3, verse 4. And the serpent said to the woman, You will not die. For God knows that in the day you eat thereof, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God's, knowing what is good and evil. When the woman saw the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise... She took the fruit thereof and did eat it and gave it to her husband with her and he did eat it also. Now, so the tree is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's not the apple tree like we see and depicted in all the little, oh, that apple, that apple, that apple. Did you know the only place in Scripture where the apple of Yah's eye is mentioned is concerning Israel. Israel, Yah, the people of Yah, is called the apple of Yah's eye. So apples were good things, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was when mankind thought, because he was deceived by the serpent Satan, that he would know what is good and evil and that he would be God. He would be like God. And that's the lie of Satan. And that's the problem today with these people calling good evil and evil good is they think that they believe the lie. They don't know this in their own mind and in their own heart. They're not convicted of it. But they believe in their own mind and in their own eye and unconvicted of the truth 
they believe that because they are so powerful and such a powerful and rich and and prosperous person that they're like Caesars. They're little gods on the earth. They know what's good and evil. And and you little peons that are down there, the the normal masses of the people, as they like to call them in their communist ideology, the masses. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to take care of yourself. You don't know how to, you know, feed yourselves and, and everything and you don't know how to work. You don't know how to nothing. So we who would be God over you have decided that we will be gods over you and we will decide for you what is evil and what is good. And we're going to call evil good and good evil because we want to keep you confused just long enough so we can kill you. <laughs> and that's basically what Satan, you know, the word for the Antimachiach in the uh, New Testament Revelations is written in the Greek and in the Hebrew as Apollyon and Abaddon. And the the definition of it is destroyer. Do you think that the Antimessiah is going to come to try to get all the people to go along with him to usurp and 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 take over the throne of the Almighty and kick the Almighty off the throne and think that he's not really knowing that he has no chance of winning against the Almighty and that he's just going to destroy mankind. And that's really what his goal is, is to destroy you. Sin's goal is to destroy you. Satan's goal is to destroy and kill you. The Animasiah and the government under an Animasiah rule worldwide, the New World Order government of Antimasiah, is a destroying government. It's going to destroy your wealth. It's going to destroy your health. It's going to destroy your prosperity. It's going to destroy your promise to the next generation. It's going to destroy your blessing. It's going to destroy all things it can get its hands on and destroy. But see, that's why they hate us and hate the name of Yahuwah so much, is because they know that They cannot steal our blessing. They cannot steal our authority. They cannot steal our righteousness. They cannot steal our success in leading others away from them and toward Yahshua Messiah. Yet they think they shall be like gods, knowing what is good and evil and calling evil good and good evil. And the day you touch it, you shall surely die. Now, a lot of people have argued theologically about Genesis 3, about the day you touch there, you shall surely die. What died? Well, I can tell you what died. Yah put the breath of life in the spirit of the Almighty, gave each of us an individual spirit within us. And when the spirit died inside Adam and Eve, that's what died. And then their bodies started to follow after and they started to degenerate and they started to die. They didn't die in whole. They didn't have to be buried in the ground. But the little death of so many cells dying, so many parts of their body dying, started then and it completed itself when they finally reached death. Because the soul that sinneth shall die. That's what the scripture says. And so the soul is really not just a thing inside your body. It is attached to your body. It is the spirit 
And we see this in 1 Corinthians 15, where it says, He that is joined unto Yahshua is one spirit. So the spirit which is you and the spirit which is Yahshua gets joined together in the light and understanding that Yah is the supreme ruler and king of the universe, and you don't try to usurp his throne. You accept that the Creator made you, and he made you for a purpose, and you fall in line with that purpose, and it becomes joy to your soul to complete the purpose. It becomes joy to your soul to do the things that Yah wants you to do, because you beget, get the gifts of the Spirit, which is happiness and peace and love and joy and the things that are valued higher than money, higher than possessions, higher than anything else. You can't put a price tag on joy. You can't put a price tag on smiles. You can't put a price tag on love that surpasses all understanding. <laughs> you can't put a price tag on Yah taking your sinfulness and casting it as far as the east is from the west. You can't put a price on that. It's, it's, it's beyond rubies, beyond pearls, beyond gold and silver. You know, you see the ads, oh, you know, you want to hedge against inflation? Get some gold and silver. You know what? You want to hedge against destruction? Get saved. Call on the name of Yahshua Messiah for salvation. Come out of Babylon mystery religion. Forsake the idols. Keep the seventh-day Sabbath. Follow the Ten Commandments of Exodus chapter 20 as a moral code for sanctification, for purification, for honest living, honestly unto Yah. Turn your heart and soul away from the things that you're doing and to the things that you know Yah wants you to do. Walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, Galatians chapter 5 says. So if the Spirit of Yah is within you and you're walking after the Spirit and you're letting Messiah be joined unto you, 1 Corinthians 15, 45, he that is joined to Yahshua is one Spirit. If you're letting that happen to you, and you're walking in it, then you'll want to keep the Shabbat. You'll want to keep the seven feasts of Leviticus chapter 23. You'll want to keep the commandments. You don't want to murder people. You know, that's one of the big 10 commandments. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not steal. Don't bear false witness or lie. Don't teach false doctrines. Don't take the name of Yah in vain. Don't bring it to be nothingness. Don't be bring his name to be forgotten. When you call and praise the name of Yah, do it in a sacred, holy, uh, set-apart, purified place. And when people are led to salvation, they should be led to salvation in the name of Yah, in the name of Yahusha, in the name of Yahshua. They should be led in the name of Yahshua Messiah in his formal, his common, his familiar name, the name of Yah, the family name of Yah. So when we preach this gospel to you, this good news, we say that Yahshua Messiah came by the power of the Ruach HaKodesh. The Almighty brought him to be in Miriam, and she was born, she gave birth to him. His name was called Yahshua, Yahusha Yahshua. And I'm sure that probably his friends called him Yash or Yashi or 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 uh, some childlike name or whatever, um, but he grew up in the truth. The scripture says, and he grew up in the knowledge of who he was, 
And he knew exactly who he was, and he knew that his time would come. And he knew that he was going to die on that stake in 31, which he did. And he rose again three exactly 24-hour days later. Don't believe the lies that you heard from Christianity that he died on a good Friday and a day and a half later he rose Sunday morning. That is a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It was three 24-hour days. The Passover was on Tuesday night it started. He died on a Wednesday that year. He died on Wednesday, and from Wednesday to Thursday, Thursday to Friday, Friday to Saturday, sundown, that's when he rose up out of the grave. So, it was three 24-hour days, and I don't know what such apostasy has brought people to be so stupid that they can't even look at the clock or watch the sun set and rise and know how much a day is. Because when he said, he prophesied himself, he said, no sign shall be given except the sign of the son of Jonah to be in the great fish for three days and three nights. Was three daytime, light daytimes, 12 hours of light day and 12 hours of dark night. And then he arose from the grave. And then 40 days which represented the 40 years wandering in the wilderness of the children of Israel, 40 days, and then he arose up into the heavenlies in where Yah is. And he sat down beside the Father. So when we look at these things and we see what's happening today, we could say that the news is popping right out of the Bible scriptures like letters popping out, walking right onto the page of the news. It's like the front page news should be. Yep, everybody's calling evil good and good evil now, and so expect the end so shortly. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors, Sin in Las Vegas. So, are you going to follow the truth, or are you going to follow a lie? Are you going to believe the lie of Satan that says you're going to be like God's knowing what is good and evil? No. Are you going to believe the lie that you can't have salvation because you've just done too many things that Yah can't overcome? No. Yah can overcome it all. He throws our sins as far as the east is from the west. As far as the sea of God's... You know, the thing is about it is that if you were able to do good and walk in perfection, then why did Yahshua come and die on the stake, die on the tree for you? He did that because he knew that mankind is fallible, because we, he knew that we had the sin nature in us from the fall in Genesis chapter 3. He knew that we had to overcome sin and death by the power of Yahshua's blood, sacrifice for our sins. He knew what his mission and goal was. He knew he was gathering a people unto Yah to become the Israyah family of Yah for eternity. He knew that we needed help. And he came, and though we had a death sentence on our head, he said, that's okay, he's pardoned, he can go free, and I will die in his place. I will have his death sentence. And this is 
a lie that we see propagated in a lot of places where they say, oh, well, you know, the human sacrifice isn't it. Well, the, the the truth is, is if you read the law of Yah in the first five books of the Bible called the Torah in every synagogue of the world, of the Jewish religion, the first five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy is called the Torah. You look in that right there. It says this sin requires death. This sin requires death. This sin requires being stoned to death. It's right there. Read the Torah. It says it. So if the death sentence was upon your head for sins, then you are going to die. And when you die, after death is the judgment. It says that in the scripture. It says, appointed unto man wants to die and after death the judgment. So if you had a death sentence on your head, and you need a salvation sentence on your head. You need a, a, a salvation. You need someone to come and pay and do the time for your crime, so to speak. Then you need Yahshua Messiah. And you need him today. And you need to pray and say, Dear Yahshua, dear Yah, Father in heaven, forgive me of my sins. I believe Yahshua came, was born of a virgin. He rose from the grave after he was dead three 24-hour days, that his blood covers my sins. Please cover my sins with your blood. I call on the name of Yahshua right now, Yahushua my Messiah. I call on his name today for the power of Yah to come into me. In the name of Yahshua Messiah, I ask it. Please write my name in the book of life that I'm saved and in the book of remembrance that I call and speak about the name of Yah. I call upon and think about the name of Almighty Yah. For those books are the books we're going to be judged from. In the name of Yahshua Messiah, I ask it. Hallelujah and Yah Amen. Now, if you said that prayer, you need to get baptized by immersion in the name of Yahusha Yahshua Messiah. And you need to wait and pray for the coming of the rock on your life. And when it fills you, it will give you signs following. And you will be amazed at what is about to happen in the world today because there are many witnesses that are going to be sealed with the name of Yahuwah on their forehead and go out 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes and they shall preach in all the earth the name of Yah and salvation in the name of Yahusha Yeshua Messiah. And if you don't have this understanding and you don't have this gripping and the Spirit isn't drawing you right now and telling you you need to pray, you need to follow Yah, then I would suggest you look at what mankind is calling good today and tell me, is that really good for you? Is it really good for you? Is taking poison good for you? I don't think so. Committing suicide is not good for you. Allowing your children to be murdered on the altar of Moloch and of false gods, of the abortion gods, of governments of the world is not good for you. It's certainly not good for your offspring and your children. And won't that blood be required of you on the day of judgment if you allow it to happen? So I say to you, 
Call on the name of Yah for salvation today, for today is the day of salvation. There is no other name by which you must, absolutely must, no other name by which you must be saved. Yahuwah Almighty is calling you today, or you wouldn't be listening to this. You wouldn't be hearing this message right now if it wasn't the Spirit of Yah drawing you to Him. And so you're going to be part of the non-congregational congregation of Yah. You're going to be part of the non-denominational non-denomination of Yah. Because we are coming out of Babylon mystery religion. We're coming out of Babylon mystery cult governments. We're coming out of all of Babylonian things. And we're saying, this is the wealth that Yah is giving us. He's giving us the bread we eat the breath we breathe, the joy we feel, the love we have for one another. He's giving us this victory over sin and death. And we will look forward to the coming of Yahshua Messiah when he returns and we meet him in the air and we shall be changed for we shall be like him. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty two. we shall be like him. We shall be changed. We shall have sinless flesh. We shall have eternal flesh and we shall live and be with Yah forever and ever and ever and ever. Yamein. So stop by my website at yahbible.org. Go to our website at yahspace.org and join. That's a free congregational social network for the Congregation Yahshua Messiah Gathering. We called it Congregation Yahshua Messiah Gathering because it is the Messiah's gathering of us together into one true body of faith worldwide, universe-wide, into His kingdom eternal, where we are going to serve our Mashiach, the King, the Kohen Gadol, the Melech Shalom, the King of Peace, the King of Righteousness, the King of the people of Yah which is Yahusha, Yeshua, Messiah, and our Heavenly Father, Yah, who is the King of the universe and the one we worship. So turn your heart today away from your sin and turn toward Yahuwah. You know, the scripture says, what does it profit a human being if they gain the whole world in worldly things and wealth and they lose their eternal soul? Don't lose your eternal soul. For the worldly things. Don't trade a pearl of great price for the dung that came out of the back end of a bull. I can't be more plainer than that, you know. I see these people trading their very eternal souls in existence for garbage, for drugs, for wealth, for fame. What is it going to profit you in the end when you stand before Yah on the judgment day? It's not going to profit you a thing. Turn to Yah today. Go over to our website, yahbible.org. Go to our other website, yahspace.org. It's Y-H-S-P-A-C-E dot O-R-G. And join there. It's a free fellowship social network. And we share truth. We have blogs there. We have studies and helps to help you in your walk as you walk in Yahshua Messiah and they're free of charge. You can just go there and you can uh, go into the blog section and look for all the blogs by me, Dan Merrick, and you'll see there's lots of links to free PDF books and, and free studies and, and there's studies in the blogs 
and in the forum section. And there's a lot of resources there to help you in your walk with Yahshua Messiah in life. Until next week, I'm your host, Dr. Dan the Calvary Man Merrick, and I pray that you will call in the name of Yah today. This radio broadcast depends on the contributions of viewers like you. We appreciate your tithes and offerings and the gifts of our supporters and listeners worldwide. Without your kind gifts and offerings, we cannot reach so many with the good news of Messiah's love and salvation. To give your gift online, you can click the PayPal button at thinkya.org. That's T-H-I-N-K-Y-A-H dot org. Or visit our social network at yahsspace.org. That's Y-A-H-S-space.org. Our goal is to continue to reach the world for Messiah, and your tax-deductible contributions are greatly appreciated and help keep this broadcast on the air. Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. And it shall be at that day, saith Yah, that thou shalt call me Ishi, and shalt call me no more Be'ali. For I will take away the names of Be'alim out of her mouth, and they shall no more be remembered by their name. Then they that feared Yah spake often one to another, and Yah hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared Yah and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith Yah of hosts. The Yah Bible, available at Amazon.com, your favorite bookstore, or www.thinkyah.com. Thank you.